This is episode 50 with Dan Churchill. Welcome to the Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal trainer and coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Dan Churchill, a human performance chef for Under Armour and fellow podcast host on his show, The Epic Table. Dan has a great background in how our bodies perform physically and has made a career cooking dishes that help our bodies show up ready to perform. We have a great discussion about how we as humans, athletes or not, can eat the right foods to ensure we stay sharp mentally and physically. After all, having the right mindset is easier when our diet is in line, so I'm excited to share his advice as we explore this relationship further. Be sure to check out the show notes as well for some of his favorite recipes I've included for all of you to try at home. Before we hop into this conversation though with Dan, I want to talk to you for a minute about another part of our lives that help us in our ability to show up in the world, and that's sleep. We all know that getting a good night's sleep is vital for how we go about each and every day, especially the next day. But do we really do everything we can to ensure that we are getting a good quality night's sleep? That's why I'm excited to bring you all the Chili Pad from the folks over at Chili Technology. The Chili Pad is a mattress pad and thermal regulating control unit that allows you to conveniently adjust your bed's temperature. I've been using one of these for the past two months here, and it's a total game changer. I'm no longer waking up in the middle of the night sweating because it's summertime right now, and I can't wait for the winter when I'm able to increase my bed's temperature as well so I don't get too cold in the middle of the night. Check out how one of their products could potentially benefit you at chilitechnology.com. That's C-H-I-L-I technology.com. And use discount code CAMP25 for 25% off your own chili pad. Now, back to the food. So please welcome on Dan. I want to say, Dan, first and foremost, welcome. I appreciate your time. You are an absolute legend in the kitchen and also in the podcast game with uh, the Epic Table. I've been listening to your and consuming your content throughout the past few weeks here. And it's just super knowledgeable, super helpful. So thank you for that insight because I wouldn't have it otherwise. Oh, Corey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, and thanks for your support, dude. Um, I know you got a shout out in that last episode, but for <laughs> obvious reasons, dude, uh, you've been someone who just consistently is enthralled in this world and wants to learn and obviously help people in need. So, um, mate, blessed to be here. Uh, you know, off the record, I'm going to have to you know, get the actual ingredients or the measurements for that ice cream recipe because yeah. <laughs> I made it this weekend and totally bombed it. <laughs> <laughs> was it really liquid base? Is that the problem? Uh, no, it was, it wasn't, I think. Super thick? Super thick, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well then, just for future reference, all you do is add a little bit more oat milk until you get the right consistency. But yeah, we'll work on that. That'll be a little, uh, we'll, play, we'll play that card later. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And for those listening in, we'll, we'll put in the recipe uh, in the show notes and everything for you Absolutely. to check out as well. But Dan, uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Where did this passion for cooking and really intertwining that with human performance come from for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, man, I, I obviously did not grow up in America. I grew up in a place called Australia um, where I, I was fortunate to get a master's degree in exercise science, strength and conditioning. And through that, I understood more about human physiology. I learned so much about human body. Um, you know, I, I kind of came across studies that I loved and, and at the time I was working with athletes more on that, now, that physical performance side, more like what you do. Um, and so I was, uh, you know, speaking with athletes every single day from uh, what we call a rugby league, rugby union, swimming, tennis, and trying to help them improve their human performance through physical means by like up to five to 10%, which could be the, 
you know, the result of a gold medal um, or, you know, winning, winning, uh, you know, I guess the championship. And that was really cool. So like we're working on Olympic lifting, we're looking at different ways of you know, recovery, but ultimately it wasn't until I was sitting down with um, these athletes as both their mates, but also like almost like a counsel to them whilst I was speaking to the nutritionists. The nutritionists were telling them stuff that they were essentially foreign to. They were asking them to consume certain foods in a way that was really unrelatable. And, you know, some athletes don't really have time or want to put a lot of effort into these kind of things when they're working out and doing what they do throughout the day. What I essentially did was I created recipes knowing what the nutritionist meant uh, and gave them to these athletes in a way that they could understand. And not only that, but enjoy. I, I'd been cooking for you know, 11, since I was 11 or 12 years old, just in home, nothing professional. But so I understand what cooking did. But I also, through my studies, understood what the nutritionist was trying to say. And being like, you know, somewhat of an athlete myself, I, I knew what the purpose was, but also how to speak to these like athletes. So from there, I essentially, uh, you know, that, that gained some success in the fact that these athletes loved it. We created little cooking games and everything. And so I started creating these recipes and put them together and create a cookbook. Um, which did really well. It was called Dude Food. And part of the, I guess, the, the motivation for that was my mates also wanted to impress their girls. So at parties, I was the one where I'd get cornered by a bunch of lovely ladies, asking how to cook recipes. And all these girls were taken. So um, I, was, I didn't have a, an ulterior motive, but essentially I was there to, they were interested in how to cook certain things. And then my mates were getting really frustrated because they're in the other corner going, Dan's getting all the attention of our girls and making us look bad because he cooks and we don't. So essentially what happened was I created uh, an extension of the cookbook and um, yeah, it became a really big seller. Uh, and off the back of that, I created another book called The Healthy Cook, uh, which more pertaining to the health means. And then I got offered an opportunity to come to America. Uh, I was continuing TV. So I did TV in Australia, did more TV here. And then, um, yeah, I guess I was... The thing I always say to people is just be consistent with your brand. Like you're doing your own personal brand now, Corey. So people listening in, it's important that your content, everything you stand for is consistent. And so when people reach out, um, they know what they're coming in for. Um, and so the likes of like Under Armour and Athletic Greens are two well-respected brands in the human performance circuit that, um, you know, as a result of the consistent content and everything I'm doing that uh, reached out and helped me continue to build my career as I help, uh, you know, provide them with credibility. So um, ideally my vision was to become top of mind as someone as a high performance chef, uh, bridging the gap between cooking and performance. And uh, to this day, that's what I'll continue to do. I love that. It's a beautiful mission that you're on because, you know, I, I swam through college and there's always that disconnect between the sports nutritionist and whoever else in the athletic department that's telling you what to eat. But mm. when you're in the thick of things and going through training and competitions, let's be honest, you don't have that time really um, mm. to put into those meals and be as mindful with what you're eating, or at least yeah. you don't make the time. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And that's, and that's understandable. Like you're, you're super young. You're amongst, you know, other, in, other people your age who are not keen to do that. So the idea of finally getting some sort of uh, relaxation or fun time is, uh, you know, cooking's not necessarily the thing you think of. Well, mm -hmm. at least it wasn't what we did. And now we're seeing more people interested in it, which is really cool. But yeah, it's, it's obviously not, it's, there's, an, there's an understanding disconnect for why we don't cook and understand our nutrition at a younger age. And I think we're seeing a lot of, more of that changing. But um, yeah, there's an understanding. Yeah, I do have to compliment you, man. The dishes that I've at least seen you make and put out there are super simple to make and they, they look enjoyable uh, to make as well. 
Yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for that. So thank you for putting that out in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk now, you know, a big premise of this podcast is obviously what makes up or what goes into what we call the athletic mindset. If you could describe in your words, um, either as a a former athlete or now working with athletes, what makes up that mindset to you? Oh, man, there's the unique part of the mind where I believe it's almost like your well, there's the, there's the part that you're influenced by your upbringing, in my opinion, and then there's the part that you're just innately born with. Um, take Lindsay Vonn. You know, I deem her to be the most mentally strong uh, athlete there is on the planet. And obviously, I work very closely with her, so it's a biased opinion. But I also find it very true when you consider someone who can, uh, to the equivalent of run, you know, allowing a... Uh, you know, to jump out of a car at 100 kilometers an hour, break something, get back up and win a gold medal and do it five times, uh, that's just is hectic to me. So I think to go into being an athlete, you have to be resilient. You have to be so vision-driven on a dream um, where only the top percentile of people actually that we see, you know, I think to be like that, there has to be a support network of when you're growing up in some way that treats you uh, to a way to keep you motivated as such. So um, I think a big strong push is, as I said, your, your, your genetics, but also the epigenetics that come with it. There's no doubt that the mind is related to our gut. Um, there is no doubt that the gut relates to what we're eating, um, but also the factors of lifestyle that, you know, the traits of, I guess, when we're nervous, we know about it. You know, and that's obviously through our nervous system and through everything going on through our parasympathetic, our sympathetic, our gut hears that. So essentially everything's intertwined, but ultimately our epigenetics play a role through the way that our genes are read and they're influenced and they obviously have an impact towards our mind uh, through everything that we're going on around us. So I, I guess the answer to your question is, I think the two things that play a role, obviously your genes and obviously the, the lifestyles that influence your genes, um, and so you, I think you'll see those people surrounded by like a, a strong, uh, you know, people who have a, a very much motivated family, uh, you'll see a, a very driven and to some degree have goals and aspirations and things that are set in stone. You can see other people who've come out of nothing and achieved something, but it's just not as obvious. And that's fantastic as well. But yeah, they're the two factors I see consistently um, with athletes. It's just, it's incredible when you put away all the resilience that people don't think you're an athlete, uh, as you know, because you become a psychologist. I love that answer because you are, you will be episode 50 for me. And you are one of the first people that really dissected stuff that I try to come at and like dissect through these athletes is their upbringing and then what they've surrounded themselves with. So I think it's fantastic that you brought that up without me even prompting it. I also want to touch on, you mentioned what we eat and gut health and how that contributes to everything. How does that relate? Because I think when we eat well, from my perspective, when you eat well, it's easier to show up as an athlete and who you should be. Yeah, great question, man. I love the phrase show up. I think it's a really good way of, you know, talking to the mind for whatever challenge we're about to face. But Ultimately, you, know, you, can look at, you can look at food in multiple different ways. You can look at it as a flavor benefit. Uh, you can look at it as a fuel source. You can also look at it as a way of protect body, but also at the same time, yeah, it can be a way to help focus the mind. And there is no doubt um, 
you know, we have all these microbiome in our gut, these little awesome worries for us. Uh, and we spoke about this a lot on the podcast with uh, Dr. Will Bullswitz that I know you definitely loved. But essentially, we can, we, we actually can't digest fiber, for example, as the after them. So we have these, uh, we have these glycosidrolyzers. These guys have like 60,000. So they break down fiber really well. Now, what does fiber do? It is, uh, you know, it's technically a prebiotic. And when you have prebiotic come in and, um, you know, go with the, pro, uh, the probiotics, they equal postbiotics. Now, these postbiotics are these short-chain fatty acids. And these short-chain fatty acids are so beneficial in a number of ways. But why they relate to the mind? Well, simply put, um, short-chain fatty acids not only help with the permeability of our gut, so the lining of our wall of our gut and our stomach to help, you know, prevent or firstly promote the good, uh, bacteria and prevent the bad bacteria from building up. So they prevent what's called dysbiosis. They also prevent what's called bacterial endotoxin, where uh, the permeability of the gut uh, becomes you know, damaged and then all of a sudden all these pathogens go through and you have these things called bacteria endotoxin. But they also do this, so essentially they strengthen, they essentially create these protein or they help feed these protein uh, things that glue together to help strengthen that gut permeability. In the mind or in the, sorry, in the brain rather, they help promote the same, uh, they're almost like the gatekeepers, if you will, to um, the blood-brain barrier. Now, that's important because you want to have the right things going through and the right things not going through into the brain. Um, and that's directly related to how our focus and our you know, alertness can be, the effect on our neurotransmitters and all those things that we love when it comes to mindset training. Um, so to help promote health in the brain, we have to eat right, essentially. If you're having enough dietary fiber that's promoting the good bacteria in the gut, which is then promoting uh, the benefit of short-chain fatty acids, that's just one benefit that we can get from our plants and, and things we have intake on. They also help with preventing Alzheimer's and you know all these degenerative, neurodegenerative diseases that we have. So you know, as I said, how does it help with mind showing up? Well, it helps us with our, uh, it helps promote something called norepinephrine, which is a neurotransmitter just for laser-like focus. Um, it helps with dopamine. So in the episode that you would have heard, uh, the video you saw with, when it came to um, the banana ice cream that we did, bananas contain tyrosine, which is the, uh, you know, which is converted into dopamine in the body, which is there to help us be motivated, is help us there to show up. So. That's just one thing. Bananas have it, almonds have it, a lot of ingredients, natural um, ingredients have it. But how does the diet, how does our diet affect our mindset training? Two things. Focus gives us laser to be motivated and uh, you know, be productive mindset training. And then we all things that's gonna help us prevent any crap happening as well. So that's just three things in general through having a good whole food uh, you know, diet can have. Um, there's many more I can continue to go on, but they're the two things that or the three things rather just off the top of my head come to mind. I love that. I could nerd out all day on learning about like all that's going on in our body because that's our background, <laughs> right? Like I also have an undergrad in exercise science, yeah. you know, it's, it's fascinating stuff to me. Um, but it's so at its most basic level, it's super important more or less to be mindful of what we're eating because it plays a role in everything, not just how we look, but also how we feel and how we think. I think that's the disconnect that a lot of people yeah. have, would you say? Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm always a big advocate for saying that food isn't something that we should definitely have a necessity for. So I don't want people to think, okay, 
well, I'm going to have this banana now because no, I don't want it to ever be like that. I want you to enjoy the banana. I want you to love the banana. I want you to know that the benefit of you eating is something that is such a blessing. Finish your intermittent fast, decided to eat. And that's the way it should be because eating is an enjoyable experience, whether you're doing your own with your family members or with a loved one. And the whole point of, uh, I guess the main point I'm trying to make is if we continue to only look at food as a performance tool, then we're missing the majority of the fun. It's definitely a benefit of it. So I just want to make that clear for sure. Yeah. When you look at it that way, you almost, you do miss the enjoyment and you miss just the experience because ultimately, I mean, you're, your chef, you own a restaurant. Absolutely. Like it's all about the experience at the end of the day too. It's always been about the experience. Definitely. Definitely. And like we are definitely going towards this trending side as, as you've heard, you know, on my podcast, I talk about human performance. I talk about the benefits of eating certain things for that reason, but ultimately I'm here to make people like, why, why do I want human performance to be a thing? Well, yes, I want people who are athletes to, do as well as they can or what they do. But also people who aren't athletes can still benefit from human performance when it comes to eating right. And I don't want it to be a situation where you're not enjoying your food, but you're doing what's right for your body. Because at the end of the day, you actually end up detrimenting your mind. Because mm-hmm. enjoying food, you think of some of the best moments of your week, and it's when you sit down to eat, sit down with your friends, talk to your family, and that's generally done over a meal or a coffee or a, you know a wine or whatever it is. And if you take that away, you are absolutely in strife when it comes to eating enjoyment i love it because what you were saying there i'm a firm believer like when i coach whether i mean i'm not a nutritionist but when people ask me for dietary advice or fitness plans whatever i first and foremost always tell them it's got to be enjoyable from the get-go because that's going to be what you stick to i'm not going to put i can put you on the perfect diet for you but if you hate it you're not going to last three days on it so what's the point and the same thing with the fitness program so I, I love that that's the approach that you're taking as well. Yeah, you've got a full wellness spectrum, right? Your timeline isn't six weeks. Your timeline with these people is to help improve their lives for good. So if you gave them something that's, you know, unrealistic past six weeks, then you're really not giving them a plan, are you? You're giving them something that's, you know, somewhat, I don't know, very short term. And everyone who likes short term things, that's great, but you've got to have a long term thing to support the short term thing, you know, at the end of the day. there's no amazon prime for uh wellness changes that's a great line that's a great amazon's listening is about to sponsor this podcast so there you go i I wish i wish (laughs) if you could name some go-to foods or ingredients i know you touched on bananas and precursors that we could just add on into our diet to help with our ability to show up in that right frame of mind what would those look like just simple swaps for the athlete out there maybe even the non-athlete out there listening in to just improve their mood and feel good yeah yeah great question uh i think nuts and seeds just added to like a bowl or like you know dinners as simple ones they're packed with omegas different protein iron and magnesium benefits which are shown to have tremendous benefits all around the body um that that just off the top of my head i'm a big believer in peanut butter it tastes awesome helps release testosterone uh pack with protein so like that's just a, a simple win you can add that to a lot of things as well um, and like, you know, I feel I'm not completely plant-based. I have uh, fish and chicken every now and then. So for me, if I think just eating more plants in general, so it's not, I, I, you know, over the past five years through the research I've done through just reading up on studies and having people on the podcast, the, the one common thing is it's not necessarily being plant-based or not. 
it's having more plant diversity with whatever you are doing. So if you're vegan, sweet, just make sure you're eating more plants, like more diversity of plants. If you're not vegan, still make sure you're having a bigger diversity of plants. All that supports all those short chain fatty acids results I was telling you about. Also supports all the different cell, uh, cellular activities going on in the body. And um, ultimately, it's a really easy win. If you think and look, don't look, if you look down your plate and if it's not colorful and you're doing the same color, whether it be, you can, you can overdose on kale. Believe it or not, you can <laughs> overdose on kale. Um, it's just making sure you have enough color. So if you have a bit of green, make sure you have some red, make sure you have some yellow, maybe some blue. They all have their benefits. And studies do show that different pigments unlock certain benefits uh, through health. And all that's through the whole food diet. And that's great. I love that. Diversity is king, I think, when it comes to any kind of diet, whether you're plant-based, not plant-based. I mean, that seems to be the trend uh, yeah. as of late. You know, I've, I've transitioned to more pescatarian um, yeah. more than anything, nice. but I, I struggle with getting the diversity in the greens um, and the veggies and plants in there. So something I need to work on. That's for Yeah, sure. look, it's not a thing overnight either. Depending on where you are in the world as well, you may find yourself struggling to get diversity just because of what's available to you. But just be cognizant of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier once you get into the routine and the mindset, as we talked further about the mindset, about the focus of what it is. You know, I had James Newberry on the podcast and he's plant-based. He is a CrossFitter. He's the fifth fittest man in the world. And to con- consider the amount of energy expenditure that it requires for someone to be a CrossFit athlete and be at the top of the game of it and to be plant-based, it just shows you that it's not out of the question. And he's, he doesn't, you know, he's pretty dialed in, but like that he's still, I guess, look, him and I and you are probably on the extreme scale when it comes to diet, but there's definitely still more of a way of being more, you know, we're, we're extreme to set the example. So people do what 80% we do, right? So, like, you know, I'm, all I'm saying is it's so achievable when you get into a routine. And in the, the day, if you went to the gym and just squatted, which is great, but you won't get the benefits of stability and you will not work on your upper body stability. You know, you're, you're only going to build your legs. Well, it's not true, but just simplified. You're only going to build. If you went and did a little leg press, that's better. If you just went to leg press the rest of your life, you're going to have great quads, right? But think about everything else that's going on in your system and what you need to support with strength and, and balance and everything else. So that's why you go to the gym and do a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, it's great to have that main course nailed down, but you need those side dishes and those accessories Absolutely. sprinkled in there too. Absolutely. You know? Look at that. That's a little <laughs> chef chat. Love trying, your work, dude. That's good. <laughs> That's real good. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you, you obviously your role with with Under Armour. Uh, you've had the chance to work with some of the top athletes in the world. What are some successful strategies that you've been able to implement with those athletes? And just the terms of education of why they need to eat certain foods over others in their diets. So that's not always easy. Yeah, it's definitely not. Particularly when they're set in their ways, like they they generally are like amazing individuals, and so but they've always been doing something for so long in a certain way, and they've obviously still garnered enough success uh, to obviously have me there in the first place. But I think the first thing that and a lot of people make mistakes for is to firstly understand their current you know lifestyle, understand who they are, understand what they love, what they don't like. There's no point in me implementing something uh, into a meal set, um, you know, periodization food plan when it's not going to be efficient uh, from a long-term perspective or enjoyable. Because believe it or not, when we are salivating at our food uh, as to about to eat it, it is way more bioavailable for us to enjoy uh, and then 
absorb the nutrients from it. So it's interesting what our eyes can do when we say we eat with our eyes, when we generally do because we are more primed to actually absorb the nutrients in our food. So generally what I do is I, I generally get to know the individual first and from there I understand the habits, you know, timing of food. Do they like to eat before training? Do they, do they like to uh, have coffee? Uh, what are they having before bed? More around timing initially and working in to understand what works for them. So a lot of athletes I find um, don't actually like a massive meal before before their you know training. And sometimes their training's at 9.30. Um, sometimes their training's even early in the morning. So, you know, it, it's easier to have them be fasting, for example, if it's later in, so if it's early in the morning, because then, you know, we just have their last meal later, earlier at night. And then when they get up in the morning, they're straight into it, just have a black coffee. But then a lot of them like creamer. I got to tell you, a lot of athletes love creamer. Like, you know, that little <laughs> stuff you add to your coffee. So anyway, what the first thing I look at, as I said, step one, understand your athlete. Step two, start to implement slow strategies over a course of time. Don't like, you know, rip the bandit up. And then step three is implement a food strategy that you know would actually work for them. And that's everything from time to type. And also remember, it all comes down to flavor. If they don't enjoy the food, they're not going to appreciate and enjoy it consistently with it because they are so dialed into their life where it's so scheduled and regimented that eating is actually a fun part of their day. I remember I was at the Olympics and uh, very stressful in between heats and um, this athlete <laughs> was, um, you know, crushed competition about to you know go for the next leg and in between um we had to get them suppressed and just because they're so hyped and they had like six eight hours until the next event and so we didn't want to lose their energy so we sat down had a really nice meal um and it was you know she did very well so (laughs) you know it was it was a it was a good strong win but at the end of the day it's like sometimes my job as a as the chef performance chef is actually less around nutrition more around the hormonal effect and so you know just get everyone enjoying food but also chill everyone down and have that time together to relax and take your mind off the actual event because that's the purpose of meditation is to help train the brain to relax and you know have the rest it requires and i guess that's a big part of my role with food so yep step one know your athlete step two understand the timing and step three implement a really strong successful food strategy I love that because so many times I think in life as an athlete or just life in general, we can get so high strong and just so high wired to just be go, 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 go in our day to day. It's mealtime is the perfect time to just slow down and enjoy it. And yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Corey, what did you have for dinner last night, man? Uh, I had a tuna steak with artichoke hearts, spinach, um, Olive oil, um, tomatoes, and onions, red onions. And, how, and as you speak about it, how does it make you feel? Just, I'm salivating my mouth because it's right around dinner time for me <laughs> as we record this. So. <laughs> where, yeah, where are you right now? I'm in, I'm just outside DC. Okay, so you're, you, you fast until, like, you, you finish, what, you, you, you have dinner around 5 p.m.? Um, probably around, like, 5.30, 6. And then, maybe and then you like, don't eat again, or what? Yeah, I might have a, a small snack around like seven thirty eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. I'm up at four o'clock most mornings. So yeah, exactly. You, I'm eating breakfast a, around four thirty. That, that's a good. That's a good. That's definitely a good cycle. But the the point I was trying to make, and I hope a lot of your listeners were doing the same thing as I asked that question, was having to think about what you just ate or had dinner last night, and and how did it make you feel. And a lot of the time, people that's a question I ask a lot of athletes, and like 
most of the time, sometimes they're in a rush, but most of the time I sit down to a dinner and they're like, I was with my family, I was by myself, or I finally had my alone time, I was watching TV, whatever it is, it's like, it was actually really cool. Like it was a real, I love that moment. And so like when you express that, it just, it encompasses what food stands for. This all enjoyable, beautiful moment where yes, there's taste. Yes, there's the benefits of nutrition, the performance side, but ultimately there's just this harmony of everything awesome and happy for you. And that's the best thing about food. I love that. I love that view. And it's mm. beautiful that you obviously run a restaurant. Um, <laughs> when things open again, Dan, what, may it, tell us the name of your restaurant, where we can find you. Obviously, you're doing great things with the Epic Table, but what's next for you as, as life goes on here? Yeah, man. So uh, Charlie Street is in uh, New York City, Manhattan, a uh, place called No Lita. Uh, so if you're down in north of Little Italy, it stands for. So if you're in Little Italy, head a little bit north and you'll come to Charlie Street, cool little restaurant, Australian coffee, Australian branded, um, you know, all the stuff I talk about just in a restaurant, essentially. Um, so yeah, we're looking to continue the growth of that, uh, with the launch of our plant-based products as well. So we, one of the items that I menu is a plant-based chorizo that's made completely of, you know, cruciferous vegetables, uh, the benefits of mushrooms and fermented paste are so really good gut health there, but it's also good for the planet. Um, and we launched that into, you know, big supermarket chains eventually as well, but essentially starting with D to C, um, which is really exciting for us. It's a great educational piece. So as that side grows, uh, you'll see, you know, the launch of more spaces, but uh, also the growth of the health um, you know, brand of what we are standing for. And the other side, you've got, yeah, the growth of Charlie's, of the Epic Table, um, the, pod, the podcast has been unbelievable and continue to harness that and, you know, create as much awareness and um, work with Under Armour and Athletic Greens and the likes of Super Coffee and all these really cool brands that really are standing for the right things when it comes to health and wellness. Love that. Dan, I just want to take a minute to, Appreciate you. Um, appreciate your time. First and foremost, we've had some technical difficulties throughout this, but we made it through. And I just love the mission that you're on and what you're doing in this space and using the platform that you have to educate and hopefully just raise awareness around our lifestyle changes that are reasonable. You're, what you're asking people to do isn't overhaul their whole life. You're just making little tweaks here and there. So it's fantastic work. If there's anything else I can do to support you, please let me know um, because I'd love to see it. Oh man, that means so much, Corey. And you know, for those who don't know, Corey's been an avid listener of the podcast and reaches out and he's uh, definitely going to be making a very wicked banana ice cream. But man, just keep, keep being you, keep growing. And you know, I'm excited for the next part of your journey as you, uh, you know, go off more into your own, your own uh, I guess, self-employed world, right? I know, man. I appreciate that. Um, cool. By the time this, this episode comes out, I will yeah. be yeah. fully self-employed, man. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited for it because it is a, it's a cool chapter and always looking to learn. So I'll, I'll keep consuming your content because it is it's some next level stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, well, as always, you reach out and let us know if there's anything we can do to help support. Because, uh, yeah, I, love, I love to see this kind of stuff. Just crush it. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Dan. Since connecting with him, I've really learned to appreciate food for so much more than just fuel. The food we consume has so many more added benefits beyond just being some fuel source for our body. I'm practicing being more present and enjoying each meal as I consume it, something that every coach and athlete out there knows is very hard to do. 
I want to also acknowledge you for tuning in to our 50th ever episode. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been along the ride for all 50, I really do appreciate you showing up and putting in the time to better yourself. If you haven't done so already, please send this episode to a friend, a family member, or teammate who could possibly use a boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at CoreyCampFit. And remember, if you change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.